Our scripture for this morning comes from the book of Jonah, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone great and small put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles. No human being or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Human beings and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to the Lord. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Today we come to the book of Jonah. If you have not read the book of Jonah, I really encourage you to pick it up and read it from beginning to end. It is a fascinating story. We pick up the story kind of in the middle of the story. So let me summarize what has happened to this point. The Lord came to Jonah and gave him a word for the town city of Nineveh. And he said, go to them and tell them what I've told you. And we know that Jonah did not go to Nineveh as he was told. Instead, we are told that he basically took a boat in the opposite direction, trying to get away from the presence of the Lord. I really don't know what he was thinking, you know. He describes God as the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land, yet somehow he thought if he got in a boat and went in the opposite direction, he was going to be able to get away from the presence of God. You know, but sometimes we do that, you know. We run away from God. We, we think that there's ways that we can avoid hearing him and responding to him, and there really isn't because God is very persistent. God continues to reach out and try to tell us what he wants us to do. When we don't want to do what God wants us to do, uh, sometimes we, we behave like Jonah. We run away or we ignore it or we pretend like it wasn't to us that God was speaking. While Jonah got on that boat, he headed towards Tarshish, which is the city that was opposite to Nineveh. And a big storm hits the boat. And as we know, the captain of the boat began to ask everybody, hey, has anybody here, uh, you know, gotten their God mad? Have you done anything wrong that your God might be mad at you for? Because this storm did not seem like a natural phenomenon to him. And we know that eventually they got to Jonah and Jonah admitted. He said, yeah, it's me. I'm the cause for all this. I was told to go to Nineveh and I'm running away from, from the God of heaven who created the sea and the land. And, and uh, yeah, it's my fault. 
And we know what happens. They, they decide, you know, he tells them, this, is, this will end if you throw me overboard. And I'm sure that they were uh, a little hesitant to do that. They even pray a prayer saying, God, don't hold this man's blood against us, but we're going to throw him overboard because that's what needs to happen right now. They throw him overboard. A large fish comes and swallows him. And he spends three days and three nights in the, in the belly of a whale. We know those were three long days and three long nights. And Jonah did a lot of repenting. He did a lot of praying. He continued to ask God for mercy. I mean, think about it. You're in the belly of a whale. That's a terrible place to be because you know the next thing is you getting digested. And that's the end of it, right? And so he pleaded to God for three days. And finally, God had the whale just spit him up on land so that he could follow. So that's where we pick up the story. We hear that God comes to him a second time and tells him once again, go to Nineveh and proclaim the message that I have told you. Go to them. This is the time that you have to do what I've told you. The message was a tough one. 40 more days and Nineveh will be destroyed. It'll be overthrown. Nineveh was an exceedingly large city. We are told that it took three days to walk from one end of the city to the other. That's a pretty big city. Think about it. Three days to walk through that city to get to the other side, to the other end of it. And there were probably a lot of people in this city if it was that big. It was a large city. And God had heard of their wickedness. He had noticed that they were doing bad things. And this is why Jonah was sent to the city. He was sent there to tell them that this was not right, that God had noticed and that they needed to change their ways, that if not, destruction was coming. Jonah only made it about a third of the way through the city, saying the message that he had been given by God, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the scripture tells us that the people believed God and immediately they proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth. They immediately began to do something with the message that they had received. They didn't just sit there and go, oh, that, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. They believed that this truly was a word from God. You know, it didn't take long before the king got word of what was happening. The reaction of the people uh, was, must have been evident. You know, people stopped eating. They called the fast. They, they started putting on sackcloth, which was a sign of repentance and of wanting to change your ways. And so the king heard about this, and his reaction was not what Jonah or any of us would have expected. The king got up from his throne. He removed his robe, and he covered himself with sackcloth, and he sat in ashes. Sitting in ashes was a sign of repentance as well. It was a sign of humility. Not only did the king himself repent, but he, he followed his people in declaring a fast for the whole city. He said, even the animals are going to participate in this. Everybody is going to participate in this because we as a city need to make a change because we don't want what has been predicted to come true. We don't want to be overthrown. And so the scripture tells us that the king joined his people in believing God. He believed that this was a real eminent threat to the city. And so he declared this fast. Think about it. 
This is how he reacted to the news of Jonah and his message. How do we react to the news? When we hear something on the news, do we call a fast and do we repent of our sins and cry out to God mightily? Do we join each other in believing God and His word and His promises? Do we go to God in prayer when news is disturbing or unsettling in our lives? Because this is what the, the people in Nineveh did. They literally took action, and the actions of the king were incredible. Here was a king of a city that took three days to cross, a huge city with so many people. This was a powerful man, and yet he humbled himself before God. He believed in God enough to assume a position of repentance and to invite everybody in the whole city to change their ways. When we pray for our leaders, we need to remember to pray that they will have a humble and repentant heart, that they will be open to God's word, that they will cry out to God when they don't know what to do or when they need wisdom and direction as they lead us. We need to continue to pray for people in positions of power because they need to be followers of God, listening to God's word. This week was the inauguration of our new president and vice president. How did we react to the news? Did we pray for them and ask God to empower them with the wisdom that they need to lead us? Did we pray for all those elected officials that were just elected in this last election cycle so that God will use them to bring us together as a nation and to continue to help us to follow God's will? When God saw the king's reaction and the people's reaction to the message, when he saw that they literally turned from their evil ways, from their wicked ways, and were willing to show signs of true repentance, the scripture tells us he changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them. He didn't do it. He didn't punish them because there was no longer need for punishment. They had repented and declared that they were going to go in a new direction. They had declared that they were going to change their ways. They had done physical things to show that they truly meant it, that they weren't just saying, I'm sorry, but they were saying, I'm sorry, and I'm going to change. I am sorry for what we have done to offend you, God, and we are going to do things differently. This tells us that if we're ever caught in wickedness, and God calls us on it, we can still be forgiven if we repent of our sins. We can still go to God and say, I am sorry, but we must also follow that I'm sorry with action. We must really show that our repentance is actually real, that we're not just giving lip service to it. As a nation, if we repent and turn to God, He will have mercy on us and save us. A lot of times when we read this story, we want to identify with Jonah as the prophet, the one being sent out to somebody else who is in wickedness to tell them that they're wrong and they need to get right with God. Sometimes we don't stop to consider that we could be the ones sitting in wickedness. We could be the ones doing wrong that need to repent of our sins and turn back to God that we are the ones that need to call a fast because it's time for us to reorient ourselves towards God and towards godly things. 
You know, there are so many times in our lives when we just need to take a moment to turn away from the wickedness and turn towards God. Time to put on that sackcloth, to sit metaphorically in those ashes and really meditate on the grace of God and the mercy of God that forgives all of our wrongdoing. Today, I want to invite you to continue to pray for our country, for our leaders, for our people, as we together face another year. We need to repent of our own sins and continue to ask God to have mercy on us all as He continues to help us to make it through this pandemic. A scripture comes to mind as I have read this story from Jonah that you might be familiar with. It's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Oh, I just pray that this scripture might be true for us, that we will continue to have our land healed by God as we repent of our sins and as we continue to turn away from our wicked ways to God's ways, as we continue to humbly serve Him and make this truly one nation indivisible under God with liberty and justice for all. I think it's so important for us as Christians to continue to turn to God in prayer and humility and say, God, forgive our sins, forgive our trespasses, and help us to live our lives turning towards you and to your ways. May God let it be so in each one of our lives.